0: Good evening, fellow viewers. The discussions are real. The laughter is for healing. Open that box of chocolates. Grab an ice cream cone. It is time to sit back and enjoy the positively entertaining fun with our shipboat boat captain, our evening host, the bearded charmer, one, the only,
1: the Guru Brando. Hello and welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations. I am your host, Guru Brando. I'm a Virgo and enjoy running through the city with my weird friends. I'm a Beardo with Southern charm. I'm from Texas, don't hold it against me. I'm in Illinois now. I am a mister who was a sister. That's right folks, I am a trans man, married to a trans woman. And I am one hella life coach. I have. Weirdos and weirdos. Sometimes curious guests, Joe and Kristen. They are from the same family, 18 years apart. They have all kinds of family stuff to hash out, so let's get it on and get it podcasted. Here we have Team Goobers with me, Guru Brando, Rocket Man Joe, and the goat herder, Kristen, all here for your entertainment. So join us now, right now, do it, listen. Uh, What have you noticed about your sister besides the communication? Do you think that she's doing things that she wouldn't normally do? Is she participating more in things? I would not know. You wouldn't. She's here today. Do you think that normally your sister would let somebody record her? Uh maybe it depends on the situation. Do you think that this was uncomfortable for her? No. No? No, Well do you want to let me tell you a reason why it wasn't uncomfortable for?
0: Oh shit. Oh crap.
1: There we go again. Okay. Round so, three. so Joe, we're assholes because <laughs> well, this is what we did. Truth. This is what we did. She actually came in this morning and we recorded a podcast that I'm gonna post on Wednesday, so this was all staged. So like I'm you? not e i am not I told you I'm not even <laughs> posting. <laughs> Please don't die on camera. So I'm not even posting this <laughs> podcast. I am posted hers. So this is an April Fool's. This is a special podcast for April Fool's you Day.
0: Kiss my wife, so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast is going to be posted on april fool's day because you guys we just got shit that i
0: needed to do to play. oh my god
1: i know this was so epic it was like the (coughs) assholes we got him oh you and he wants his mommy now he's like y'all are too loud (laughs) so we got you so she actually whenever you texted me that you were going to come over because she was at my
0: mom's earlier I was like, what the hell is she doing in Highland?
1: But you didn't think the guru would get involved, and I did. I totally, totally snowed you. So, you know, this means. Oh, fuck it. I can go home now. You wish. So, that means that you and I have to plan to get your sister back.
0: Yeah, right. Good luck on that.
1: Oh, uh uh. I've already got it. I've already, I already know what's going to happen. So, we're going to get working on that, and then maybe this summer she'll get it maybe it'll be at the end of the year. Oh, but goddamn. I'm in it for the long game. <laughs> so we're going to get her long game. So just be concerned.
0: I just ain't going to trust concerned. any of you
1: cocksuckers. <laughs> um, That's old me, Joe. That's old me. I'm a much more adjusted um, asshole now. So uh, <sighs> that just means that I won't be as evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that it's funny as crap.
0: Photo, you, you did?
1: I know. I almost felt like shit for a second. You but should, then I was you like, should.
0: No. 44 ounces of shit.
1: <laughs> I know. It's so good, too. It's like the best one. Oh, that's so awesome. But at least we have this content because, and here's the big kicker Joe, get ready for it. Look straight at the camera so they'll have your reaction when I tell you this. You too, Kristen, right there. Okay, so the prank that uh, Kristen and I just pulled was we told Joe that the podcast that was airing tomorrow was going to be today, and he had to come meet, and so we could all do this together with the goat. But in reality, she came this morning. We recorded a podcast that I'm posting on Wednesday, and Joe's, the one we just did, will be posting on April Fool's. Okay, so here we go. When Kristen and I recorded... I did not have my music on. Well, I had it on, but I had my speaker turned off. Never before has this happened. But whenever I went to play back our recording, in the background is the music, and it's loud. You can barely hear our voices. And Good. so, in, and I know. And so, in listening to it, Beth came in and she heard it, and she's like, "Oh, look, you got April Fool's joked on by the universe." And it's like, you know it does kind of figure. We did have some good stuff and I'm going to try to salvage what I can. But
0: I hope it don't work.
1: I knew you were going to say that. So <laughs> Joe, we might have gotten pranked by the universe and you anyway. But I'm hoping to salvage it. If not, the one that comes out on Wednesday, our voices are going to be quiet and this music's going to be loud, but I'll try to work it out. But this one was pretty good, especially that last part, you know, where you got uh, owned was just by us. Lovely. You gotta admit it was pretty good. So it was difficult for me to keep asking you if that was her whenever she pulled up because I knew that she drove a truck. Because we even went as far as to make sure that she parked in back so you didn't accidentally drive by and see her here.
2: Whatever. <laughs> freaking but freaking you know, circus of the car. Okay.
1: So I already am paranoid. I know what this shit means, the hesses are about to kick my ass at something. If so, you don't see uh, Guru Brando
0: in about two days, <laughs>
1: there'll be a hole
0: dug out here with a shovel. I, ass. Seriously,
1: you know, I can see it now. It's just you and Beth doing the podcast all of a sudden and people are like, wait a minute, did Brandon transition again or something? What's going on? Here comes a
0: new bearded charmer.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, so you're trying to bump me off and take my place. That's what it is. Kristen, was this as bad as you thought it would be with Joe? No. We didn't really talk about anything too heavy because y'all are going to be back together on the show again, right? Oh,
0: no, we're not. I ain't (laughs) trusting none of you.
1: Oh, yeah, you are. Yep, yep, yep. Because it's good to have brother and sister on, especially the age gap that y'all are. What's the age gap?
2: 18 years.
1: 18 years. That's a tough one. But she did say earlier that um, you have assumed the father role for her. Do you feel like you are that responsible not no more. I'm not. <laughs> this was really so great. Oh, I had no idea. It was so awesome. Uh, I've never done anything like that before in my life that went as well. Great. I've been all that nice to you. Just made a fool of me. Yeah, ass. a fool, an yeah. April fool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I a mean fool. It was. It was a good one. You pity the fool. There I pity go. the that, fool now. That was B.A. Baracus. Yes. Oh, see, we are brothers from another mother. Um, I like to was... that too. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so maybe your mom's not as evil as mine was. How about that? We're brothers from a different mother, so at oh. least, you know, we've got something good going for us. You have an evil streak too, so shut up.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'm about thinking about planting your ass someplace. Yeah,
1: you know what he's going to do, he's going to spit in the soda the next time, so I'm not ever going to let him bring me another soda. I'm going to look at
0: a damn bat and release it.
1: Oh, house. my God, stop with the bats, I can't, I can't. Okay, so Dad came in and told me that there's rabid bats.
0: Oh, yeah, they so, Shut
1: time. up, okay, nope, nope, so we need to just make a bat house and put it out there. Don't you think
0: we need a bat house, buddy? And I mean, I'm not going to get on the, the subject, though, but when we used to live over 13th Street, okay? Uh-huh. We had two bats that were living Like residents, your pets? No, they were they were kind of sleeping on the side of the house, okay? Uh-uh. Well, the next day that we went out there, they were dead. So then we did. We called Humane Society up, and they came out, picked them up, and tested them. And they were—they were, they were full-blown rabies.
1: You better be April Fooling me. No. Uh uh-uh. uh Well, you effectively killed the podcast because I'm now a paranoid mess. Good job, Joe. I well, am going I telling to. You, the truth Ooh. is that Highland does have rabid bats. Okay, I am going to be putting myself in a bubble now. Thank you. You're welcome. I hate you now. Right. Okay, so you got me back. Cool. I love it. Damn it. <laughs> so you realized when you watched the podcast and I talked about how your dad chose to not be well he chose to continue to be sick how did that make you feel
2: it made me feel sad because I didn't have that amount of time that I wanted with him you know he could have went and got it fixed whatever was going on You know, he could have went and said, okay, well, let's get this fixed, but then he decided to stay sick
1: So what makes you continue to smoke?
2: To relieve that
1: stress. Because you have a belief in your mind that smoking helps you to not feel um, stressed, right? hmm So how did your dad die?
2: He died of a stroke. Sh- I think that's what. A
1: stroke. a stroke, okay. So something in his circulatory system. You can say stroke or heart attack. Usually it's about the same. So what was his main um, issue, his main health issue?
2: He had quadruple
1: bypass. Okay, so see, he had heart issues because what was his weight? How big was he? He was about 5'10",
2: 275 maybe.
1: Okay, so, he was a big guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, did he eat fatty foods? Did he... Yeah. yeah. So, he, I mean, we know yeah. that he did, you know. So, yeah. I'm just beating a dead horse here. So, he had poor health habits.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He didn't take care of himself. How old was he when he died? 63. Or 60... 63. Okay. So, he still had a pretty good life. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't die at 45 or 50. Mm-hmm. And he also didn't die in a car wreck. He was doing the best that he could. Mm-hmm. He was doing the best he knew how. He wasn't thinking about you or Joe. He was thinking about what he enjoyed in life, right? And that's what the ego is, and that's what you're doing too,
2: right? And know, with it's him what being, Joe's
1: doing too. Yeah, you know. And with, me, don't vape.
2: Yeah, don't vape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't smoke either. Yeah, or either. But you but. understand what I'm saying, and my backs to all every everybody. Okay, that's because I conjure into to this and oh i want to point out this see this right here home <laughs> that's my third eye okay so my habit because this is what we're talking about right mm-hmm. so my habit is this i sit here when i'm working on um, a client program and i sit here and i do this i rub my brow so i have a pressure sore right here because for two days i was working on a program and so i was up overnight and it was stressful and so yeah Beth, my wonderful wife, drew the little third eye with the star in it because she loves me. And I dressed up for you. You wore tux. I did wear a tux. You wore and tux. And I don't dress up for just all my clients. So, just so you know. Ha ha, hear that, Joe? You <coughs> dressed up for me. That's right. I don't ever dress up for Joe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I'll dress up for Joe today. Because we are doing something evil. Hmm... So here's the deal. Because we're talking about bad habits, one of those bad habits that we have is trying to get one over on our siblings. (laughs) And so this is what we have planned. Um, Joe is planning to do the podcast with us this afternoon. But this is her podcast. Now, April Fools, we're going to post Joe's podcast with her. But today, this week, on Wednesday what the 31st right so the day before. yeah so Wednesday this one is going to post because today's Monday so he'll have no idea and we're gonna continue to talk a little crap about Joe and then we're gonna um, record with him and tell him all about this okay so the pressure thing right here that I have um, is covered by this band-aid and because it looks gross so if this is offensive to me. I have to assume it might be offensive to someone else, right? Right. Okay. So we were talking about your fingernail things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you picking at your fingernails. That's a stressor thing that you do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Who has noticed it besides you? Because it's not like a third eye.
2: Right.
1: Not everybody looks at your hands and you can cover them up, right? Right. So who else has noticed it? My mom. Um, what does I'm... she say? Just. So she's trying to tell you that's a poor habit, and I want you to stop.
2: She does, and then she's like, "Kristen, Kristen."
1: Uh huh. So and why don't she you up. just stop it? What makes you keep doing
2: it? It's a stress relief, almost. But I'm trying to break the habit, <laughs> so I get my, I do my own nails, and then I don't have to worry about, you know, if I do have to itch, I itch, I don't break open.
1: Okay, so it's all about the sensation. Yes. Okay, we have to look at them now. Okay, so sensation. What sensation are you getting when you do this? What does it do for you? Because you say it it relieves stress. mm
2: -hmm.
1: Why is it itching? Why would you do it when you're stressed? It's just a habit that I've had. You see, do you see how many excuses you have? I have a lot Okay, so it's itching. (laughs) (laughs) It's itching, so if it's itching, stop doing it. Stop getting fake nails. I don't have fake nails, mine are, are great, they're dirty, don't look at them, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why do you get fake nails, tell me, right now, because that's the problem, you say that they're itchy, but
2: if I don't have these on, it actually breaks up on my skin,
1: oh, okay, so you have the fake nails as a way to protect yourself, yes, so you're spending money to protect yourself from yourself, Yes. that's cute because all women do that yep <laughs> okay so what would be a better solution for you than picking at your nails what could you do besides pick at your nails
2: not pick at them well
1: thank you Captain <laughs> this. I mean for real but what would be a substitute because you can't just take something away and not fill it in because in your mind will go right back to the habit so you have to replace the habit with a healthier thing it's kind of like You don't want to stop eating chocolate cake because it's delicious, so you look for fat-free chocolate cake, right? It doesn't, but you still, do you want to die of diabetes? No. All right. So that's when you make that choice to either be healthy and comfortable with it or be unhealthy and comfortable with it. But either way, you have to find comfort. Right. So you're going to choose to be comfortable like your dad and not be healthy. Because that's what you're choosing. And it offended you on the podcast because you're doing it.
2: Right.
1: See, you're upset at your dad because he didn't stick around long enough. It's the same reason I was pissed off at my mom. Right. You know, my siblings are six and seven years older. But guess what? No matter how long he lived, Joe would still have more time with him than you. Right. So why are you complaining about it? Ask yourself that truly. What are you missing? Because it's not time. Because time is relative to that situation. We just established you're younger, so you automatically have less time with him. Right. So you're pissed off that he just didn't choose y'all.
2: Right. I wish
1: I wish he just would have
2: went and fixed what was wrong instead of to me just like giving up.
1: Did you hear what you just said? You fix what's wrong or give up. Do you see why you're offended by it? Yeah. And look, we're already recording. That was our we-need-to-be-recording thing, right so we're on schedule. Okay, so what do you think the number one thing is that's offensive to you about him not taking care of himself? Why are you offended by it, personally?
2: Because he always preached to us about taking care of ourselves.
1: So he was telling you to do what he says and not what he does. Right. Do you tell that to your kid? Yep. hmm How's that working for you? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Because it didn't work very well for him, did it? So the facts are this. Children do not learn from what we say as much as they learn from what we do. We talked about how you picked up the smoking habit. That was your mom. Mm -hmm. Your mom dealt with emotions by smoking. And you saw that. What was her um, way to let y'all know that she had had enough? She'd walk outside. So as soon as mom went to smoke, you knew she had enough. When else did she smoke? Was it just when she was stressed, or was it every hour on the hour, or or when she was talking on the phone, or what could you witness? I couldn't
2: really witness. You know, if I didn't see her in the house, I'd go look automatically to the garage.
1: Okay, so you didn't see her in the house, you'd automatically go, okay, mom's out smoking.
2: Out smoking, or she's outside messing
1: with the flowers. Okay, so sometimes both, right? <laughs> yeah, sometimes both. Okay, but you knew that she would be outside. Yeah. Well, she keep... wasn't really. She wasn't really
2: part of being in the house anyway. She was always outside doing something. Unless did, she, you...
1: did you ever ask her why she liked outside? Because she likes fresh air. She doesn't. She doesn't like to be cooped up. Do you think that she might have used that as an excuse to be able to just smoke? <laughs>
2: Sometimes yes, sometimes no.
1: She because if she was outside, she could just smoke whenever she wanted.
2: Right, and then she'd, just, she'd stop, take a break, smoke, and go back to what she was doing.
1: Yeah, but there was no, oh, okay, I have to do this in the house, and then I'm going to go smoke, and then I have to go back. and She can just have all her hobbies where she can smoke. How old was she when she started smoking, Nina? you know? I do not know. Do you think she was young? Yeah. Okay, and you started smoking when you were old? you just told me so you can't lie (laughs) 17. okay so you started smoking at 17 and you were smoking the same brand as your mom you didn't venture out on your own and you you learned it from your mom you didn't learn it from your peers well it was a little bit of both well your peers may have reinforced it but it first came from your mom right you know so she approved of of smoking your dad did not approve of smoking and he told you what when he found out you smoked. He said, I'd rather you not smoke in the car.
2: Yeah, I'd rather not, you not smoke in the car.
1: So he didn't tell you not to smoke. No. He just gave you instructions on where to. Right. And his place was off. You couldn't You couldn't smoke there. So he was letting you know he disapproved. So what made you follow mom instead of dad?
2: Because so it was always mommy's girl. Why? Because I could always talk to mom about anything.
1: How come you couldn't talk to dad?
2: Dad was always working. Or out doing something else and mom was always in the
1: home. What else would dad be doing besides working? Down in the shed. Working in the shed. Working on the boat. Was he um, a drinker whenever you were little or just when Joe was? Or both?
2: I think it's both.
1: So he always just drank? And it was normal. Like, that's how it was to me. I thought that it was just like, instead of drinking soda, you drank a beer. Grown-ups drank beer, and kids drank sodas. That's what I thought. But that wasn't the truth. And so, how did you tell yourself that your dad's drinking was fine? Did you say the same thing that Joe said? Yeah. That everybody did it?
2: Yeah, everybody did it.
1: So, did you drink? Yes. Do you still drink?
2: Not as often. Very little.
1: Do you feel like you were ever an alcoholic?
2: In my younger years, yes.
1: Do you feel now that you have to resist the temptation to drink? If you're stressed out, do you run to cigarettes and then alcohol or do you run to alcohol and then cigarettes? I go to
2: cigarettes.
1: Okay, so you're coping fine with cigarettes, Mm -hmm. but when do you also need to drink?
2: Just depends on the day. I mean, lately. Is it
1: wine or is it beer? It's wine. It's it, it. wine.
2: Occasionally, All right, you
1: girls, Bill. Okay, Beer. Drinks, but. Burr. 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 But wine is kind of the go-to. Right. Right. Okay. So you drink wine when you want to unwind.
2: Mhm.
1: And you drink, or and you smoke whenever you want to get moving. Right. Because you know nicotine's a stimulant, alcohol's a depressant. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so what's the balance? What do you do when you don't have either? I don't know. That's because you've never done it, right? I I haven't done it, no. Okay, so that's where we want to get back to, is we want to see what you could replace either of those with. So that means you have to look at yourself. So first thing I want to do is you are very creative, which is one outlet that... I believe would be good for you instead of smoking or drinking or eating crap that you shouldn't eat, because that's how your dad died.
2: Right.
1: Your dad died because he had a shitty diet. Right? Right. Do you have a shitty diet? Yeah. I do too. Yep. Well, it doesn't
2: help because of COVID, so.
1: And we're using that as an excuse.
2: Yeah. A lot of people are.
1: Oh my God. I've been using it as an excuse for months now, and I am now 60 pounds over what I was. 60 pounds.
2: I'm about 20.
1: So, yeah, I need to get my butt up, and and I'm working on it, but, you know, baby steps, because I'm still a little paranoid. I haven't gotten my vaccine yet. Are you getting the vaccine? I'm
2: already vaccinated. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. Okay. And, and, yeah, and so I have not gotten the vaccine yet. I want to to have the one dose, but we'll see. I know, (laughs) but they are taking, I've been trying to hit the um, appointment. So at least I'm making an effort. The kids are about to get vaccinated. Beth's about to. So then kids. I'll feel. Yeah. Sixteen and seventeen. My kids. When is that going? Oh, it's we got a little thing that said that from the hospital.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah. Well, the, that's news the for Madison years. County thing is open, so you have to. Yeah. Schedule. I'll show you. I'll show you. But I want to get to what I was saying. So because <laughs> you're creative, you made me something very cool. Because. We're gonna play a trick on somebody. So, here is what you did. I'm so excited. (laughs) Because what did we say? We said we are goobers, gooby goobers. So, I have a team goober shirt, and this is exactly what I'll be wearing when Joe comes because he'll have no idea that I've seen you. And as soon as he sees this, His antenna will be up. He'll go, how did she get that? And then he'll think that you just dropped it off, because that's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. I'll say, oh, she dropped this stuff off on the way. And then that'll get his mind wandering. And so he'll start to get paranoid, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You have a major insecurity. Now I want to talk about that. Your major insecurity is parenting. And do you know why your major insecurity is parenting? Yes and no. Tell me why you think it's.
2: Because I don't feel like I'm being the best mom I could be.
1: Do you feel like your mom was the best mom she could be? Yes. You really do?
2: hmm
1: Okay. Yeah. What, what kind of mom did you want?
2: My mom was there for me. She put me in sports. I played softball for, shoot, 15 years. Um, you know, she kept me
1: active. You know, she kept me busy are you going to blame your mom for dying too no so why are you blaming your dad for leaving your room for dying if you're not going to blame your mom you see because your mom has a horrible habit too my
2: mom was there to walk me
1: down okay my
2: mom was there at my wedding my brother has took that role and walked me down the aisle
1: okay So, your brother, Joe, assumed the father role for you when Mm. your dad died, right? Right. You were how old when your dad died? Now we're going to talk
0: about age. You know Uh, it. I
1: was 19. So, okay, so we can say early 20s when your dad died, 1920, all right? So, you've had a lot of years to Mm. look at how you feel about that, right? Yeah. How you feel about your dad dying. That's why you blame your dad. When your mom dies, she already outlived your dad, so you don't blame her for leaving him, right? Because right. she didn't leave you first. What if she had left you first, would you still be smoking? If she died probably. of cancer, you'd probably. still be smoking.
2: probably.
1: Okay, and your dad dies with this heart disease and stroke stuff, but you're still eating shitty food. Yeah. Do you realize that you have to give yourself permission to not be your parents? Yes. And you also have to give yourself permission to be a better parent. That's why you don't feel like a good parent, because you know you're a hypocrite. You don't want your daughter to suffer health difficulties. You don't want her to eat crap. You don't want her to be stressed out, so she goes to addiction. Either alcohol or drugs, right? Or smoking. So you don't want her to make your same mistakes. right? But you're still making the mistakes. You're a hypocrite. And that's why you feel like a bad mom, right? Right. What if I told you that that's okay? That all of what you're doing is okay because you're making it okay. In other words, you don't have to be like the guru. You don't have to um, have organic meals and eat vegetarian, right? You, you don't have to do that because that's not who you are. But what you have to do is exchange one poor behavior for a better one. And that's what's going to tell your child that you're doing better than your bottom line. Right. Which your dad only did the bottom line, didn't he? He was a hard worker. He worked hard, not smart. Right. Because working smart says, I know what's best for me. I know how to follow the natural rules of life right? right the natural rules of life say I'm going to get back what I put in if you're putting in bad habits you're going to get back something bad aren't you yep so you can resolve all that you're not a bad parent you're just a parent every single mom feels like a bad mom unless someone tells them that they're a great mom you hear my dogs yes I'm a bad dad switch I'm a bad dad switch switch my switch oh yeah they don't know <laughs> <sighs> okay so you have goats
2: yes goats
1: how many goats 29 30, 30. you actually had to think about it you don't know right lot offhand I don't know. that's weird to well, me. well even... a goat herder always knows how many goats they have yeah. what's your angle here that's my angle why are you trying to pretend like you don't know how many goats you have? Um, are you ashamed?
2: No, I'm
1: not ashamed of them. I'm just. You really I, don't I, I gotta think
2: who's in what pen and how many's oh, in that gosh. pen.
1: Okay, so you started out with how many goats? I
2: think it was original sex.
1: How long did it take you to get to 30? Cause um, thirty? Because we're going thirty. Well, months or years? Um, um, weeks? About. About a year. Tell me what you love about goats. Because I love goats too. I'm they're so gauche. cute when
2: they're born. You can, they're like little babies.
1: That was cute when I was born too. They make a lot of racket.
2: Yeah, especially when they're hyper.
1: Yeah, yeah. And do you know that we as pet owners can make our pets neurotic? Our pets start acting like us have you noticed that yes okay it's the truth because we project our feelings and we manifest that energy to our animals and like my sister she has three dogs and they're neurotic and needy because she's neurotic and needy
2: it's like the ankle biters
1: so tell me what your goats are like the the ones that you have the most influence on the baby in the house oh so how does he act um
2: he he's cool coming collected at times and there's times where he's jumping and barks like a dog
1: so he acts like a goat and a dog yeah so he's he's a trans species (laughs) (laughs) you have a trans trans species goat and
2: he actually learned to bark just like carly yeah
1: it's awesome you know we we've watched the videos of the goat and, and i'll have to post some of it but um that tells you right there that we can adapt to situations right and even animals can adapt to situations so you originally brought him into the house because he was failing to thrive no that was Amelia. oh amelia okay so why did he come into the house
2: because he was a baby we just had him as a birthday present
1: okay so he was intended to be a house goat
2: yes just for for pet for a pet what do you do
1: with the other ones
2: the other ones are all outside. Um, we got
1: six. Why are you raising them? Do you raise them to show, to sell, to butcher?
2: we uh, raise to sell.
1: Okay. So those are to sell. The one that's in the house is not. No. Okay. Because he's male. Okay. So he's in the house because he's the male.
2: Yes. Because he's too young. We haven't weaned him off of her.
1: Uh, yet. Ah, okay. So as soon as he's old enough, he'll go back out. He'll go out. And he'll be a goat and a dog. Yep. A goat
2: barking like a dog talking (laughs) to the females. (laughs) Will
1: will he be accepted by the goat population? He will. What's your experience with that? Do they tend to do okay with it?
2: They tend to do okay. We have an older male, like three or four years old. He's a little rowdy thing. He does not like kids very much. Hmm. So yeah. when the kids go out to feed, my husband has
1: to be right there with them. We had a billy goat like that, too. He but he's
2: funny. I mean, I can go over and talk crap to him, and he'll sit there and run around, jump on his hut, and jump Yeah, but you know
1: what? He's still a dick, though, right? At the end of the day, he's yeah. still he still has shit about him that...
2: Well, he's a dick to the other ones, but he's all right with me.
1: Right. So he has favoritism, and he doesn't like kids. Um, you realize that people are that way too. That's why I like goats, because goats will immediately behave how we do. It's interesting. Watch your goats. They pick up those habits real quick. They know what's accepting and what's not. They have that consciousness. Mm -hmm. Okay, so pay attention to that and see if your goat is impatient with kids because you are.
2: Not Jackson.
1: Okay, well, not Jackson, but I'm talking about the billy goat.
2: Oh, well, he's never really, he was never in the house.
1: Right, he wasn't in the house, but he still should be tolerable, right? He should, Billy Goats, they just don't like kids anymore. I mean, typically they don't. Typically. I, I haven't ever had one that did. But, could you teach him to be more patient with the kids?
2: At his age, no.
1: Okay. Why do you say that at his age, no? How old is he? Four to five, I think. And so you really believe that old animals can't learn
2: I mean, new I choices. think they can, but he is too, he's
1: stubborn. It would I take mean, more effort than you're willing to put in. But say no. that.
2: Well, no. It's just, he's, he's different. He's not like our other, because we have three males. We got Jackson, and then we got Conrad, and we got Buckley. Conrad was in the house. He wasn't too much for some of the kids. He
1: wasn't? No. He was good with them.
2: He, he was pretty good. But we don't think Buckley was as tame as they say
1: he was. Okay. But you don't want him fully tame, do you? Right, no. Not but, especially if you're going to sell him. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I get the idea. But the notion behind it is, do you feel like if it was worth it, if you had little bitty kids or you had grandkids, you'd probably want to put in an effort to make sure that he wasn't hurting them, right? Right, right. But this is one of those situations where you're like, ah, he's old, you know, we're not going to mess with him, and, you know, I don't really have a lot of kids out here all the time, so we'll just let it go. Right? Right. But Mm -hmm. we're encouraging the kids to
2: come around and to still kind of be there, but he gets up on his hind legs and hunch. He does that with my husband. But he won't do it with me
1: well that's because you don't accept it you don't react to it everybody else does because they should you see a goat coming at you and you react right yeah what makes you not afraid of it?
2: well I already got fucked in the butt by one of them
1: but what makes you not afraid of this billy goat just because what you know you're stronger you know you're smarter you know you're faster what makes you not afraid you got to ask yourself, why am I not afraid of him whenever he acts a fool? Because I already got butt in the butt once. So you know what it feels like.
2: Yeah, so I know what it feels like. So, so you you're not afraid it of it anymore. No. I'm not afraid of it because I know how it feels like and It doesn't hurt as bad, but this one's a little bit bigger, so...
1: Okay, so if you go just on that and you say that the only way to get rid of fear is to experience it, you know what it feels like... If you keep your kid away from everything that they should fear, or things that they have no idea are fearful, are they ever going to build that courage? No. What no. have you... What, so, when you think about your parenting, do you feel like you've encouraged your child to get over her fears, or no? And I know, so I'll dime you out. I've, well, with
2: the storm that came through...
1: There we go, because you knew that's what I was talking
2: about. I, I figured that's where you're going.
1: All right. See, you're smarter than Joe. That's good. He sometimes doesn't know where I'm circling the wagons. Well, sometimes I have to sit and think for a hot second. But... All right. So the storm that just happened, we had all that destruction and crap. So how did you? How can you dispel the fear of the storm?
2: So, 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 as soon as she hears storms, her instant thing, she starts out she doesn't want the sound of thunder so she my husband took both kids downstairs and i stayed up and got the rest of the stuff together because so i had to grab to my work i and did stuff. the
1: same thing yeah
2: so i grabbed all the stuff i needed you know checked to make sure all doors are locked
1: what like the tornado was gonna just knock what I, why did you a, lock the doors That's i don't, weird no. i'm common for locking doors that's strange. No, I'm just <laughs> But, um, well, I did the same thing. I came and gathered up the animals. I got the cats and the dogs. And you know what? I got all the way down there, and I was like, I didn't even grab any weed. <laughs> I was like, what was I thinking? So now, in my head, next time we have a storm, I'm going to be like, grab the weed. <laughs> and then the animals. Anyway, go ahead.
2: So then, Jeremy got...
1: That's your husband. My... Jeremy's your husband. Here.
2: No, that's okay. Um... He grabbed the kids, put the kids downstairs. He grabbed Jackson. They were trying to get the goats. And I'm sitting there trying to get all my stuff together, so I finally took a break. I stopped.
1: Did you grab the guru stuff? Did you grab your workbooks? Yep, I sure did. See? Because uh-huh, if I was
2: because if, if I was down there long enough
1: <laughs> because we didn't know because I needed my coaching shit. <laughs>
2: Because we didn't know how long we were going to be down. Because I was back and forth on the phone with Joe, my mom.
1: Yeah, I understand.
2: And I was like, well, if we're going to be down there long
1: enough. Might as well. Might as well well read
2: something, right? (laughs) Keep the kids
1: calm. That's good. That makes me happy. So y'all were down there and your daughter was expressing to you how afraid she was. What was she saying? What were the things she was telling you?
2: She heard me say, Jeremy, sirens. Okay. Okay and when she she knows that word which we really didn't think she's paid attention and then she sat there and told us mom are we gonna have a tornado
1: and what did you say
2: i said no honey i said it's over on the other side of town it's not by us
1: okay now did y'all have a tornado warning or watch
2: we were in a warning
1: okay yeah we were in a warning too and as soon as the sirens went off, because they they go off, you know, on the test, and they go off periodically, so my kids hear it, and they don't immediately think tornado. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a million other things. So in this situation, we already knew because our phones went off and said that, you know, we had a tornado warning. My wife told me, and I was like, okay, we should probably gather up the kids. And then they started coming down because the big siren was going off.
2: When you're
1: not that far from them. Either. No, it's literally right there. And I said, okay, my son was super freaked out. Now, I already knew because I had been watching the weather. I had gone outside and looked around. And I've been in tornadoes. I know, you know, basically what the stages are. You know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. All the good, All the pertinent information. So, I took him outside and showed him around and, and told him, you know, what we could expect. And I was like, this is what's going on right now. Now, we were safe, so we were we just opened the door and stepped out on the front porch. I don't want people to think I took my nine-year-old out during, you know, the tornado warning. But I did show him and kind of tell him what was going on. And I told you to tell your daughter the same thing, right? I have a little swirly tube that has a little twister in it. We talked about that. And he's got some books that gives facts about tornadoes. So, he is like all about tornadoes but he still has that fear so sometimes information is not enough right? right because they watch movies yes twister is oliver's favorite movie so your daughter has seen twister right
2: yeah.
1: now what has she seen that lets her know that storms are scary
2: storm chasers
1: okay so storm chasers is one of those reality checks for a kid Because they don't understand adult language, and they don't understand adult anxiety or fear, right? Right. So what they see is just entertainment, but then they realize it's real, because it's a reality show. Right. Right? So they don't understand that sometimes on reality shows, we make things more grand than they really are, right? Right. Because we embellish stuff. Even when we talk to each other, we embellish stuff. So have you talked to your daughter about how real certain things are on TV? So you talked to her about special effects and how there's a sound stage and, you know, that sounds are louder, you know, because, or they're somebody chopping a cabbage instead of, you know, the stuff actually happening instead of somebody getting beat up. Stuff like that. So she understands that it's not always what it appears, right? Right. I talked to you about that earlier because you said you have a fear hearing destruction like snapping and popping and stuff like that, right? Right. So you know that it's not always destruction, right? Right. Because a hammer can hit a wall. It can be put in a nail.
2: Yeah. And I'd still jump, but, you know, it's just just the noise. You don't know if it's destruction or if it's, you know, like you said. Hammer and or construction,
1: until... right. right. So noise to you just equals bad. Disruption. Yeah. yeah. So you might want to think about that piece. Because noise for some people is just an indicator right an indicator of what's happening Mm -hmm. so do you actually think about what's happening when you hear a sound sometimes like like when a
2: train goes by okay sometimes that's really loud and some days you can barely hear it
1: when my dogs were barking what did you think it was dogs barking you're around dogs it doesn't shock you no so maybe the sound of the unknown is what bothers you right right Or you hear this loud screech in the woods. So it's just when you can't see it. Yeah. Okay, so that would be anybody's fear. Do you realize that? People fear the unknown. Mm -hmm. So then your brain goes, what was that? Right? Or what the heck. Do you ever listen with your eyes like this? Yeah,
2: I do it all the time. I do too. Or I hurry up and jerk and turn around like, what was that?
1: Okay. See, hurrying up and jerking—that's the wrong response. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to say, "Why am I so triggered by sound, especially unexpected sound?" Were you abused? No. You were never abused at home.
2: No.
1: Were you abused later in life? Have you ever been in an abusive type relationship? Be honest. Right Be honest. Right Be honest. Mm. Come on.
2: Yes.
1: Okay. So do you understand then why you might be triggered by sound? Mm -hmm. Unexpected sound. That is something, what you did was exactly what I expected because most women feel so disempowered and embarrassed that they were in an abusive relationship that they won't admit it. And I have to tell you, I've been in several abusive relationships as a woman, never as a man. What's the difference? Not a damn thing. It's just my choices that I made. Mm -hmm. Because men can be abused too. Right. You know? And so I was living as a man in one of my relationships where I was abused. And it was a 35-year-old woman who was abusing me. She knew better, you know? Right. But the fact is, you're not being abused now. So why hold on to that? Why do you want to own that abuse and that trauma? Because contrary to what people believe, People think that in order to get over trauma or abusive or abuse, victimization, any of that stuff, that they have to go through therapy. But do you know not everybody has to go through therapy? Because some people can look at it in a mature manner and say, I know not to make those choices now. That was the past. It did affect me. You have to understand it does affect you. But it doesn't have to continue to affect you, right? So if you can acknowledge how that Affected you and what lesson you've learned from it You take all the power away from the trauma Just like this storm You take away The power when you learn about it And you look at it So if you look at the abusive relationship that you had You know you're not going to be in another one Because one, you're not in one now
2: right?
1: And you have no intention On resolving this relationship with Jeremy Right? right. You have a good relationship Mm -hmm. So are you the abuser now? okay so if you're not the abuser and you're not being abused then you need to teach your child not to fear the unknown right right so how do you do that how when you're afraid how do you say without picking at your nails what do you say that you can do what's the first easy step for you
2: that i will be okay
1: own it mm-hmm. own the reality and that means if there is a storm coming and you can hear the destruction, own that shit and go, I'm scared because I should be. Shit's falling apart around me, I need to go to the basement, right? Right. That's what that means. Because that fear's not unknown. You hear a siren, right? Right. You hear the destruction, and your knowledge of tornadoes is accurate. Tornadoes are destructive. My knowledge of tornadoes is a little bit different. I see the destruction, but I also see the awe. Because I look at the science. Side. Because I'm a big nerd.
2: Right.
1: So or if my phone
2: goes nuts. Yeah. Because sometimes we don't even hear them. So I have some more than nine times out of ten, I rely on
1: my phone. Okay. So when you hear your phone go off, do you automatically become afraid? Sometimes. It's not all times. Because sometimes
2: it's just.
1: It tells me but it's, if you, you look outside and you know it's on, on ominous, man. Dude, I thought are... I wasn't
2: talking right. I'm such a hick.
1: I'm such a hick I can't make my tongue make vowels right. I've always been that way. God, That's my excuse. So I'm just going to talk like hell. Anyway, so if it looks ominous out, your experience is this could, shit could hit the fan. Right. So when you hear it, you get afraid. Yeah. That's a normal response. That's yeah. how you should be. It's how you react afterward is what tells your daughter how to react. So when you hear that, do you go, oh my God, get in the basement? No. What do you do?
2: I talk calmly to her, otherwise she's going to go.
1: Yeah, but then where you make your mistake is you show her that you're not really afraid by just wandering around upstairs and locking the doors for the tornado. So you're like, you know what? You should be afraid. Let's get in the basement. These are the precautions we take, but I'm not so afraid that I won't put myself in danger. Your dad did that too. Yeah. Yeah. So you see that you're still repeating behaviors that are going to give your kids some traumatic feelings.
2: Right.
1: So stop it. Damn it, stop it. Can you stop? (laughs) Is that going to make a difference? There, you've been life coach. Stop doing it. I'm serious. Do you ever sit there and think, holy crap, he's right, I just have to stop?
2: Yeah.
1: Isn't it stupid whenever we realize that?
2: Yeah. It's like, really? I've been doing
1: that? It's kind of (laughs) like this. Like, right now, if I were like, man, I'm just, I don't want to talk anymore. I'm done talking to her. I just want to go eat some food and go have a nap. I could do that. Right. I could just hit stop, and I could tell you bye, and I could go have food and have a nap. I don't want to, but I could, right? So, what could you do if you had all the money in the world? What would you do? Who would you be, or what would you be doing? Would you have 60 goats instead of 30? No, we have plenty of them. Would you have a new house, a new car? What would you... uh, Would you get a new profession? I would probably go back to school. What would you do? Go to get my R in. So you would, if you had... If money were no object, you would go get your R in? Yeah. So why are you not getting it now? Just money? No, it's just... Mm-hmm. Tell me, come on. Talk. I want Kylie to get through more school before I go. Because it's a dedication that you don't have the time for right now. Yeah. Okay, so when does that time frame present, do you think? Because Kylie's always going to need stuff. Because she's your kid. Right. Once she's more older. How, what age is that? Oh, I don't know yet. Maybe. Say 12. 12's a good age. Yeah, 12. No so school age. So that's five years. So if you add five years to your age, do you want to be getting your RN in five years at that age? Think about how many RNs you know that started their career at that age. Oh, quite a few. Okay. So when you think about that and you say, I'll be that age, does that feel okay with you?
2: Yeah. I mean... I want her to be older and
1: more dependent before me dedicating. She's seven. Yeah. She'd be 12. Right. So she's seven Mm -hmm. right now. So, what does she need to be more independent in for you to have time to go back to school? Just everyday things. So, she would need to have transportation to and from school, Mm -hmm. right? So. That's not at 12 unless she rides the bus. Right. Right. So when she starts riding, the, can she ride the bus? Not currently. No. Okay. So then you're going to have to have somebody take her to school. Right. So even at 12, even in five years, you're going to have to have somebody take her to school. Well, by then, I would think she'd be okay to go on the bus. Okay. Oh. Oh. Ah, okay. So see, there's the control, right? Yeah. She could ride the bus right now, couldn't she? Why? COVID. What about COVID? She can't wear that mask that long. Why can't she? Because it bothers her and gives her headaches. Oh, okay. But other kids can. Yeah. Even, other, yeah, other kids even, can. Even though even it might bother them too, but they can because they don't have parents to drive them to school. So they don't have a choice, right? Right. So if she didn't have a choice, she would wear the mask and ride the bus and go to school. Right. And she would just have to complain about being uncomfortable.
2: Or complain about having a headache.
1: That's still being uncomfortable. So she needs to learn to take measures. First of all, figure out why the, why she's getting the headaches. Because that's not normal. It's not normal for a child to wear a mask and get a headache. No other kid is complaining of that. So, My other one is. Huh? My other one is. Well, that's your kids. Oh, mine. Okay. okay, what other kids? Jeremy steps up. There. Jeremy, son. Okay, so you see, both in the same family, mm-hmm. both the same ideas. Okay, so they got it somewhere. If they're getting headaches and they're uncomfortable wearing the masks, then you need to take them to the doctor because that's not normal. Because masks don't in don't cause a headache. If if you know how to breathe, you don't get a headache. So it could be she might be sensitive to something in the mask, a chemical in the mask, that might be giving her a headache, but I suspect it's uncomfortable, so she has to have a reason not to wear it. Kids make excuses just like we do. Right. That's a fact. She damn sure can wear that mask and ride the bus to school, but Mom doesn't want her to ride the bus to school. She's not ready yet. She's too young. Especially by herself. Okay. How many kids are riding the bus at her age right now? Exactly. Maybe you should look. Maybe you should look and see at what age kids ride the bus, because my kids have ridden the bus, much younger than that. My daughter actually was sitting on the bus and pretended to fall asleep so she didn't have to get off. But then she realized that she was in trouble because she was the last one on the bus, nobody else was there, and so then she had to speak up. Being on the bus, they learn that they're not in control of the situation, that somebody else is. They have to be uncomfortable letting someone else do something for them. I'm not ready for my kids to ever ride the bus because I can't stand giving up that control. However, it was important for them to do it because they all wanted to. Right. Everybody wants to ride on a bus. It's some weird thing that we have. I don't know why. But they did. So don't take that away from her. You're taking that experience away from her. But she didn't want to ride the bus. That's because you've given her that fear. Yeah. She has no idea she doesn't want to ride the bus. She's just nervous because you give her an excuse. Oh, I know you're shy. Oh, I know that you can't handle that. Oh, I know you can't wear the mask because it gives you a headache. That's okay. Stop excusing her poor behavior because you have it. Because you realize that that's what you do, right? Mm Yeah. If she's doing something that you do, you excuse it because as long as you do, you can excuse it for yourself. So what's your excuse? what's your excuse for holding on to that control with her you said she's not ready so that means you're not ready whatever you're telling to her is what you're telling to yourself you got to remember that if you call somebody else a bitch it's because you feel like a bitch okay so if you're stepping outside of what your idea of functionality is if you're lashing out You're lashing out because you're affected emotionally, right? Right. If physically you have a pain, that's your body lashing out because something is affecting it, right? Right. Like a headache. Did you know that you can actually manifest a headache if you believe long enough that your head hurts? Yeah. What do you believe long enough to make yourself have the excuse to not do things that are uncomfortable?
2: The fear of unknown.
1: So you have to dispel the fear of the unknown and start learning about it. That's why you have such a resistance to, not, to learning in general. Like you told me from the get-go, and nobody else knows this, so I'm telling them now. From the get-go, you're like, you feel overwhelmed when it comes to something new. You feel like you have to take notes and you have to really absorb all of it, right? Right. Why do you feel like you have to get that info all at once? Like instant gratification. Why do you need it all at once?
2: So I can learn it. So so I can learn it at my own pace.
1: So if somebody gives you all the knowledge, then you can take it and forward it and do it at your disposal. Right. You don't have to involve other people. Right.
2: Because if they sit there and tell me, if they say, oh, here's a packet, read it,
1: and let me know what you think. And that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Because I'm not going to hold your hand. Right. Because I'm not an enabler right right okay but whenever somebody says hey here's all this crap I want you to do it what if I gave you all four workbooks at once and said here's your personal growth program work it would you be overwhelmed yes that's why I don't do that so you have to know your limit mm-hmm. right so what is your limit with learning something new how long can you devote to a new anything if you were gonna go to R.N., what looks like a reasonable time for you to learn how to be an RN, not to graduate, how long do you think it'll take you to learn to be an RN? I have ants in here. <laughs> I just killed one. We'll stay on water bugs. Well, do- oh, don't. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. not talking about water bugs or bats. Not gonna happen. Anyway, uh-uh. Nope. do We have the spray guy here right now and we can occasionally hear him talking. Anyway, you were saying?
2: I would say I mean, it'll take me a little more
1: time because I want to know everything. And that's the problem because you are striving for excellence. perfection yeah. and excellence instead of progress. Right. It's about the journey, not the destination. You forget that. Yeah. Okay. So your journey moving forward is I want you to start a time frame. I want you to make a goal of when you want to get your RN and quit using your kid as an excuse because she's not one. And if you continue to do that, when she gets older, she's going to feel like she's responsible for it. Just like you felt like you were responsible for your dad dying because you didn't take care of him. It was his responsibility to take care of himself, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's not your... It's Joe's responsibility to take care of himself. What did your dad tell you to do?
2: Take care of Joe.
1: Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility to put on somebody. Joe's grown. And he's got Karen.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Karen will keep his ass square. So, you see that you have no responsibility to anybody but yourself and your child. Right. So start doing right by yourself. So your kid sees it. Get over your dumb fears. Your fears aren't dumb. They're not. Look, I'm scared of bats. And I'm...
2: I'm scared of them, too.
1: Okay, and then my dad tells me, so I had just texted Joe and said, there's a bat, and I can hear it, because sometimes you can hear them in here, because they're in the (laughs) attic. So I heard it, and I was like, oh, my God, there's a bat, and he started making fun of me, and then 30 minutes later, I see my dad, and he's like, hey, there was an article about um, there's bats that are testing positive for rabies. And so we have rabid bats, and they said, don't try to get a bat out of your house. If it comes in, call, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy crap, our cat, that's her favorite delicacy is bats. Like, we've had three in the house, and, like, she goes crazy. So maybe if she gets rabies, I'll be able to get rid of the cats. Uh So maybe I do want a rabid bat. I'm teasing. I don't really want a rabid bat. (laughs) I just... Cats are not my um, thing. Dogs are my thing. Right. And go to your thing. And I want to leave you with the message that no matter how bad of a parent you think that you are, you're already better than your parents were. Because you got to learn from their lessons, right? Right. You're not going to be better than your parents if you continue to make the same mistakes, though.
2: Right.
1: What are the mistakes that you're making with your daughter right now? The reason you feel like a hypocrite and feel like a bad parent.
2: Not spending enough time with
1: her. And that's the crutch of it. But we're working on that, right? Right. And spending time with your kids does not have to look horrible. It can really mean you have ten minutes to go to the bathroom, right? You have ten minutes to spend with your kid. Because what you do is you say, you know what? Hey, I need to unload the dishwasher. Come talk to me while I unload it. Don't tell her to help. Just say... Hey, come talk to me while I do it. And while you're talking to her, say, hey, you know what? If you helped me, I could get done quicker and then we could color. All right. See? It's all about showing her that chores don't have to take so much time if you work as a team. All right. You know, because she needs to start gaining independence so mom can go back to RN school.
2: All right.
1: That's going to be backpack. your goal. Huh? Or vet tech? I totally vote vet tech. I think that you'd be great at it, and it would save you money in the long run. Yeah, so it
2: really would goes. be,
1: yeah, it would be great, and it would be something that you could include your daughter in too. Yeah, you know, of course she does. they will see, and let her watch Doc McStuffins. We used to watch Doc McStuffins. She watches the animal chip Oh, that too. That might be a, a little above her pay grade. Sometimes, a little shocking. What? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> There's some stuff I watched on there the other day, and I was like, nope. Okay, gotta change that. <laughs> yeah. And that was just me. But you get what I'm saying. You know, like Magic School Bus is a good thing. I love that show. Magic School Yeah, I still watch all that crap. I still watch Scooby-Doo, too. Teletubbies. Oh, that shit's creepy. Uh-uh. No way. Nope. Not that. Not the Wiggles. That stuff is all like... my do- Or Booba. You weren't around for Booba, were you? Google that shit. That's gonna give you nightmares. Boobah nope. is what my kids were into. Creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um were you, you said you were really nervous whenever you're coming to do the podcast. Now the fear of the unknown's gone, right? Yep. You feel like you could do a podcast again. Yeah. See? And that's what it takes. If you did this, imagine how great it's gonna feel whenever you can look at your kid and say, This is what I did now, watch me. Watch me on T V talk about you. Yeah, she's already, she's already ready for it to go live. So what do you want to say to your daughter about your relationship with her moving forward? Mommy's working hard, girl. And you know what? Your daughter's working hard, too. She just doesn't know it yet. Right. Because she's doing what she's supposed to do. She's being a kid. Like I told you, sometimes you got to let your goats be goats. Sometimes you got to let your kid be a kid. But sometimes you've got to let your inner child out, too. Right. And you can't do that. It's hard for you.
2: Oh, I let it out the other day.
1: Kylo's laughing. Oh, what'd you do? Tell me. Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. She told me to
2: act like a goat.
1: There you go. So we were talking. I was talking to the goat.
2: And then she'd make a noise. And then the goat would go run into Harley.
1: And the goat, we talk to Harley, and go, burp, 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 It's so cute, too. I love it. I can't wait to post the video and see what other people think. We're going to talk more about the goats with Joe. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff with Joe. What do you want to talk about with him? Where do you want to get him? What does he need to work on? Being Joe. Being Joe? He needs to work on being Joe? <laughs> What does Joe know that we don't know? And that's always the thing, you know. He has perspective that you and I would never have. Because he was in the depth of grief with your dad. And mm-hmm. in the depth of depression. And had a child, you know, that had special needs. All right. He had a trifecta going on. And so, it's wonderful that he is where he is right now. Yep. Because some people don't make it out of that. Go for it.
2: So, one of my friends in high school, she, we knew she was different. She always, you know how they have this thing, well, if you're a girl, and you need dress like a girl, you don't need wear boy shorts. Yeah, and
1: colors, certain colors like pink and yellow, stuff like and that. And all these other colors. Yeah.
2: And she would always wear boy shorts and those tank tops. Because
1: it was comfortable for yeah, her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, she came out to me and some other my other friends.
1: Wait, about what year is this?
2: 2007.
1: Okay, 2007.
2: And she's like, you um, know, I don't see myself as a girl. I see myself as a boy. And she goes, but I'm still me. I just need to be what I think I need. Right. and what I'm comfortable with. So we all accepted her, you know, because, I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean, you are who you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so she started dressing, you know, like a boy. She got, she eventually got on hormones to help her. Oh, cool. To get the transition, and she sent me a message the other day because, you know, we don't really talk a lot. You yeah. know, you know friends mean, out of high school, we yeah. barely
1: talk. Yeah, that's a good thing, by the way. If you're not still talking to your high school friends... Only the select few that, you know, have grown with you. Mm-hmm.
2: And she changed. You know, she changed. She's getting surgery to remove
1: her Breast, breasts. Yeah. <laughs> you can say boobies, ta-tas, cha-chas. And she's all excited about it.
2: And the hate she received. Oh, yeah. It sucks. Like, you know, it's like, I couldn't imagine what you guys go through all the time. Because she gets a lot, she gets a lot of heat.
1: Yeah, you know, I think, and it's interesting, that perspective, because for Beth, it seems to be worse, because people have this concept of why, as a, as a white man, would you want to be a white woman? or trans woman, you know, why would you lessen your status, your entitlement, right. you know, why would you be submissive and become a woman when you're already this epic man, and the reality is, it it doesn't matter, there's no binary, for people like us, we don't think, oh, um, if I'm a man, I'm this, if I'm a woman, I'm this, I've never, like, thought that that's all social construct so you know it all comes from our influences outside well i was lucky enough to grow up as a kid until i hit puberty and then that's when my parents sort of swayed one way or another but my mom was religious and my dad was too i mean um so for them in that time that's just what it was that's how they understood things and um so i played that gender role for a while If my parents had been more open-minded, would I have continued on back then in the 80s? Probably not. Because the rest of society didn't accept it either. Right. You know, so it would have been a real, real struggle. People did it, though. Mm -hmm. It was possible. But for me personally, I couldn't see outside that. I couldn't see outside the family confines. You know, and then I couldn't see outside the religious confines. And then I couldn't see outside of the social Confines, which was my little community, you know, my tiny little farm community. How could I possibly do that? So, whenever we moved to the city, Dallas, Fort Worth area, when I was 12, I realized that I could do more than I was. And it took me two years, but then I left home. I was like, this is who I'm going to be. And that's why I left home. You know, I left home so I could explore who I was in the real world. And so, I've been doing this for a really long time and thank God for my mom because she taught me resilience. She was not always the kindest person and because of that I was able to be brave enough I think mm-hmm. when I got older. It just took me to think it's not about my parents. That was really the hardest thing for me to get around and Beth too. like. Beth would not transition. I mean, we had fights, like yelling, screaming fights, because I would say, piss or get off the pot. Because she was making me lie to everyone. Because I might slip up in a conversation and and call her my wife when everyone sees a man. Mm -hmm. And that's no-go in Texas, you know. She did not feel safe in Texas. And so we knew that we had to get out. You know, and then we started to get all of the hate stuff when I was going through the name change and gender change and I was trying to get it all done legally. Two years, you know, this big battle and it was just awful because it was all public. Yes, I set a precedent, but at the risk of, you know, rejection from our community, you know? And so it became unsafe, but here, and it took a little while And it was interesting. We first got here and people viewed two men moving into this house that's, you know, an epicenter. It's right by the brewery and people take pictures there all the time, you know. So it was of interest when there were three moving vehicles here or moving trucks here and unloading people would stop. And they saw two men and a whole bunch of kids. They thought we were brothers. Never even occurred to them that we were actually together. They thought we were brothers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they thought they thought that our wives had died or something, and we were just raising this whole bunch of kids. I I don't know. We got all kinds of stories. So if you think about your friend from school, what is the story that that you were telling before you realized what it was? Were you saying this person's a tomboy? Were you what were you saying?
2: Well, she she kind of always dressed as a tomboy. Right. Uh, we didn't really kind of grasp it until it was getting to like wearing because we all had a sleepover one time and we realized she didn't have underwear
1: mm. mm-hmm. she had these boxers did y'all assume that she was just a lesbian we did yeah we See, all
2: we all first all thought... trans
1: men that's awesome i'm so glad you said that because it is a really weird belief that all trans men were lesbians that just so happens I was. So, but I'm pansexual, so I'm not really a lesbian. But I did look like I was a lesbian. I was actually just a straight man. Right. You know, but it's hard for people to distinguish because then they don't understand what makes a lesbian not a trans man.
2: Right. It's, I choked I, on my own drink. I did all the time. <laughs> I choke on
1: my own spit all the time.
2: I did that this morning, too.
1: Maybe it's because we're just so smart. <laughs> that our body just can't catch up. Our brains are so fast.
2: Yeah, we're moving yeah. so quick.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> hamster on a the wheel. <laughs> there you go. We try to breathe and drink at the same time. That just makes us more efficient.
2: Or you sneeze oh. when you take a
1: drink. That's the worst. That it hurts. goes everywhere. goes out your nose. Yeah. Oh. It's pretty awful, especially or... when it's carbonation.
2: Oh, and then, the... oh, a ski. Why well, I didn't get ski this morning. I always have a ski in the morning. I was like, well, I'm going to pick Ski's up and grab
1: pretty fantastic.
2: Okay. But not when it's nasty. Oh, what happened?
1: Oh, was it old?
2: It, it wasn't old. It didn't have enough carbonation.
1: <gasps> oh, so a fountain a, drink. Yeah, it was Ugh.
2: flat. I always Mm-mm. ask the lady, because last time I was just there, like, three, four days ago, and I got a small one. I was like, I just just doing trips and go home.
1: Took a drink,
2: instantly out of my
1: mouth. Well, you know, Motomart. They make pretty good drinks. They they keep up. And if you tear, tell this really cool chick there, Karen, um, that, I wonder who
2: that chick may be. I,
1: I don't know, but she's pretty <laughs> cool. She's <laughs> kind of cute too. She got this this cute hair. I love her hair. But um, if you tell her that the soda machine's messed up, she gets right on it. She's pretty she's pretty good at her job.
2: She is good at her job. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with that power outage.
1: I hear though that she's married to this nut job. Like, I hear that her husband is really, really nuts. Like, it's funny. People talk about him all the time. Primarily me. But, you know. I right. hear her husband. Huh? But you know that because he's your brother. <laughs> he's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the power outage. What were you saying?
2: Uh, well, with that storm that came through. Oh, yeah. Did you see the path of destruction?
1: Uh uh-uh. where, where is it? I don't even know.
2: I don't know. Well, I don't know. It, is, it started uh Marine Road.
1: hmm
2: And it literally went I'm trying to think. I'm trying
1: to I think. don't even know which direction I am, so I know that's north. That's east. So. Yeah. Yeah. I do face east. I had the full moon shining right through that window last night. It was really cool. I miss that though. You can only see good views and here. And it's the worm moon. Oh Yeah, so it was beautiful. I got a picture, and I'll post it. But anyway, you were saying, see, this is what happens when you talk to me. <laughs> I know. We always get off
2: track. Um, but it came right through, and there's still people without power
1: Yeah. today. We, we were without power, us, on this side, but everyone on this side had power. We had to call and report it. But it, the only destruction we had was it got the trampoline, and... Um, you know, messed up the place, we had to do branches and sweeping and stuff, but we could have lost this big tree that's next door, it could have fallen on the house, but it didn't. Ooh, that's something, let me tell you about that. My dad is the world's worst about going, what if, now if we don't do this, he's a prepper when it comes to other stuff, like real world events, like this whole tree falling thing, it's stressing him out, constantly that this tree could fall on our house
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's not our tree it's a neighbor's tree okay so he's constantly stressed out about and always talking about what good is that doing him to stress about something out of his control you do the same thing you try to predict what if this happens or what if that happens how does that make you feel when you do that
2: this makes me more stressed
1: right so what do you do in those moments how do you self-soothe because, okay, say you're you're catastrophizing stuff in your head and you're like, okay, this branch is going to fall on the house and then this is a worst case scenario. What do you do to distract yourself? To avoid it?
2: Try just, to, a, just try to get on another task.
1: Repress the intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Because right now
2: we're kind of in the same situation. We have this one tree that's literally like a looting tower of Pisa. Just kind of goes up. It's right above our garage, and with if we would have got the wind Highland had, that tree would have been popped.
1: Okay, so if it falls, what do you have to do?
2: Call well, the insurance company.
1: And then what happens? What's your deductible? Five hundred bucks. Five hundred. I think.
2: Bucks. I don't know. So 100%. then you
1: would pay five hundred bucks and get a new garage. Yeah. So what's the problem?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, it's just kind of <laughs> like well, because it's my truck. Okay. Jay's here's car, the thing,
1: but look, all right. So how much um, would it cost to get the tree cut?
2: More than the deductible.
1: And there's your answer, right? Right. So that's what insurance is for. You take the risk because you can't control everything. Right. And that's what they know. The insurance company is there because they know you can't control the neighbor's tree and you can't control Mother Nature. What you can do is decide whether you're going to maintain the tree so it doesn't die or whether you're going to get rid of the tree if it is dead.
0: Right. So those
1: are your decisions. But then you make that based on your ego and you say, okay, I have this amount of money I can devote to it. Am I gonna take the hit and get a new garage because that's what I pay for, for insurance? Or am I gonna go ahead and get it cut or cut it myself so I don't have to deal with the hassle? So then it's time versus money. So what do you have more of? Do you have more money or more time?
2: More time.
1: Okay, so if you have more time than more money, you should cut it now. Right. So, if you cut it now and spend that more money, then you don't have to worry about, you know, it happening, and then you have to deal with the insurance company, you have to do paperwork, and then you have to deal with the construction, you have to clean up, all that stuff. That's time, see?
2: Right. But we have, like, two trees.
1: But which one's going to fall on the garage? That. There's Just that two. one? If it would be one, it'd be that one. Okay. So that's only when you have to worry about So then say, she probably cut that tree. And see, for me, I don't have either. I don't have time or money, but it's not my tree. Right. And because it's not my tree, it's her time and it's her money. But we do have to have a conversation about it with her and say, hey, you know, what do you want us to be responsible for? Because we want to go ahead and nip this in the bud before we end up with an insurance claim because we don't have time. But we're also cheap. We don't have money either, right. so let's see what we can do about splitting this bill or something like that. You see what I'm saying? Right. That negotiating thing. Right.
2: Which one? That's you're the second house or
1: third house? Third house from the brewery, but there's one house on the corner here. Okay, so you're yeah. Yeah, so it's and it's three trees right there. So Joe's house got some damage. Karen's husband. <laughs> your brother my brother <laughs> his house got some damage yeah the shingles um Olivia's car's is all it up i haven't looked at my car when i was out there uh, when you got here i didn't look at my car probably should do that Olivia's is, from what joe was saying was she driving no in it mm-hmm. where was she parked at the
2: house Yeah, she's parked at the at the house i think towards the
1: house mm.
2: But, I mean, it's apparently so bad if the total went
1: out. Is it a Ford? Yep. That's why. That's why it got all in it, because it's a Ford.
2: Yep, I don't like Fords.
1: So. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, yeah, you can't <laughs> say that anymore because my dad. Anyway, okay. All right, listeners, thank you so much, and thank you. I really appreciate you coming in early and doing all this crap and deceiving your brother. It's pretty great. Yeah. And you're going to bring the goat later, right? Maybe. Yeah, if maybe. If he's acting right. He probably is. So y'all might get to meet Jackson. Or, uh, for the ones that are only listening, they'll get to hear Jackson. Oh, yeah. He'll bark. you know, some people don't watch me. And I'm very charming, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Especially with my third eye. (laughs) This is (laughs) insanely charming. I mean, come on. And you know what? You know how hard it is not to look at that? I know. But you know what? Where I've been at? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you!
2: Jackson.
0: He's panting. Look, he's panting. Ladies and gentlemen, you ever make progress in your life? Need help clarifying your goals. The help is here reach out to sgpathways.com for further information.